Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hello, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. In November 2022, we discovered that the world's population has now reached 8 billion people. And we were also told that Brisbane has been Australia's fastest growing city for the last five years, growing at a rate of 1.8% per annum, outpacing Sydney at 1.4 and Melbourne at 1.5. So this is a show all about being a clever investor. And my guest today is Johnny Becchiaris, who is one of the property research team at Blue Wells Property. And I've got Johnny here because I want to know what is the relevance of population growth and investment properties. Hello, Owen. So as you said, Brisbane has been uh, Australia's fastest growing city at 1.8% per annum. And if you look at the difference between that and, say, Melbourne, there's only a 0.3 difference, which doesn't sound like much. but No, it doesn't. Not at all. Yeah, it's actually it's close to 8,000 people because you're, you're talking from such a big, big people so that that is a big difference yeah that's a that's a lot of places to actually find people to live yeah. and and jobs for them to have yeah exactly right and um, so there's the forecast over the next 10 years there's actually a bit of a, a bit of a tide change because Melbourne is going to continue to keep its growth rate of 1.5 percent okay. And Sydney and Brisbane are actually going to drop. Sydney's going to drop to one percent per annum, and Brisbane's going to drop to one point three percent per annum. It's not a it's it's not a decline in the population of Sydney, but it's just not going to have that yeah, growth. Yeah, basically, it's just increasing at a slower rate. Yeah. So it is still going to have a pretty good growth rate compared to most Western countries, mm. but just slower than Melbourne. So that means our population is going to be moving into different areas. And, and, and also, you know, migration from overseas are going to be choosing to live in the Melbourne area. Yeah, well, Melbourne will actually outpace Sydney in terms of population size by 2030. I think they brought it forward a year because the original prediction was by 2031. Yeah. So that's actually come forward a year and Melbourne is set to surpass Sydney. And who, who's setting these figures then? This is ABS. This is ABS. So the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So Correct. this is definitely understands how to put these figures together. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, it's, if, it's they're not, not, if they're not getting it right, I don't think, I don't think anyone's getting yeah, it right. Yeah, it's not just the local newspaper guessing at this kind of stuff yeah. as well. And they're obviously doing this and working very much in from the – they're not politically driven, but they've obviously got to feed this back through to our governments then for uh, how we house these people yep. and how we move these people around, which yeah. is part of, I mean, I was in Melbourne recently seeing the amazing, amazing amount of work that they're actually doing in Melbourne. Which well, if you, Melbourne has almost, almost a quarter of the entire infrastructure spending in Australia. Wow. Just in... Oh, sorry, in Victoria, not Melbourne. In, in Victoria, okay, yes. all right. And yet Victoria is, is 3% of our 
land coverage. Yeah, and they got almost a quarter, so I think it's something like 23% of total infrastructure spending. And that is to house this growing population. Right, so because... The, I think every time I catch a taxi from, from Melbourne Airport down into Melbourne, the taxi drivers will always complain about the, the traffic conditions um, because of all the roadworks. Yep. But this is a necessary pain that they have to go through because they're, they're waiting for this population. Yeah. You know, they're, Short-term they're, pain for long-term yeah. gain. And it's, it's not that far ahead, as you were saying, that, that Melbourne's population will be larger than Sydney's. We're in, we're in you know, the, the end of 2022 at yeah. the moment as we, as we record this. Eight years, not long at all. So you want to be chasing these areas that have the strong population growth because obviously population growing means more people need a place to live mm-hmm. and that increases the demand for property ultimately driving prices up. Right. So so this is the, the classic of supply and demand. Exactly. And it links in with, so it, it's not just finding the cheapest property that you can, it's then as your work is, is looking at um, whether there is going to be this ongoing demand, this long in certain areas. And it, it goes vice versa because the infrastructure spending is going to improve the drivability and livability of, of the area. So with this, these sort of improvements, it's actually going to drive more people to come and, and want to reside in these places. So this is when a city such as Melbourne, when they are getting all the predictions like from ABS and, yep. and all of that, that's when they, they are, the bigger picture is they're working in with, with city planners on where are these people actually going to be living. Yep. And they're not just building housing in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's then got to... Course, it's, all, it's all strategic you want to have it in and around or with access to employment hubs because obviously people want to live close to where they're working. So this infrastructure is going to cater for that. It's going to bring people from, from the areas where the houses are being built, where the land is available. The infrastructure is going to bring them into those major employment hubs like the Melbourne CBD or all the hospitals in Melbourne or Werribee, these sort of places. Um, and and is that when we when they then the infrastructure that goes in is not just building a roadway um, when they're then looking at building you know the schools and the the, the yeah. shopping centres and and such like this as well. And that's well you also got to think of even something simple as transport infrastructure. Not only does it improve, I guess, the living standard and, and the way you move around a city, it also provides jobs, train drivers, etc. You're creating more reason for people to want to come and live in Melbourne, for example. And these uh, satellite areas that then pop up, you've obviously got people that are then working in these areas too, working in the shopping centres, the office buildings that go up, uh, the transport. So it's not just creating jobs by building the roads, it's it's the, the long term that's going into these areas too. Yeah, exactly right. It's really exciting what's happening in Melbourne. Um, I've been a big fan of Melbourne for, for many years um, yep. and just understanding the data, it really shows, you look on paper, that, that simple difference of, of 0.4 of a percent between, you know, what Brisbane is at the moment and what Melbourne is, um, how many thousands of people, as you explained before. Yeah. Let's flip this over then. Where's the slowest growing cities? Adelaide is the slowest. I think it was something like 0.8. Let me get the numbers up for you. So if we go through them, we got Melbourne forecasted at 1.5% per annum. Yeah. And then you've got uh, in second place, Brisbane. So it's still going to be up there. 
Yep. yep. Just no longer the fastest. And then there's Sydney at 1%. Yep. And then you've got Hobart, Darwin and Canberra at 0.9%. Interesting, yeah. And then Adelaide's on its own at 0.8%. 0.8%. So Adelaide has the slowest forecast for population growth yeah. over the next 10 years. Why is you know, the research opinion on why is Adelaide's really uh, a lot lower than what we're going to see in, in Melbourne? Where is their, their cousins? They're right next to each other. Well, the difference between Adelaide and Melbourne is Melbourne was able to replace a lot of the manufacturing jobs that were lost over the past couple of decades. Yeah. They were able to replace it with, with obviously new work, whereas Adelaide has actually struggled to replace those manufacturing jobs because it was previously a heavy uh, manufacturing workforce. So Adelaide's actually got a, a falling GDP. The reason or one of the reasons for its slow population growth could be its lack of job opportunity. Because as we said before, people want to move to places where there is work and people want to go and live close to where they're working. So if there's no opportunity to work, people aren't going to be afford to live. <laughs> From an investor point of view as well, we if your if your tenant can't find the employment that they want or the the you know, the regular stability of it, that's there it's easy for them to to move and that's part of the the ease of holding your investment property long term is that you're buying in an area where there is you know, a, a good quantity and easy supply of employment. Yeah, and speaking of long long term, Adelaide actually saw saw some good growth over the past few years, yeah. as did the rest of the country. Yeah, and what we do is is a good way to mitigate the uh, I guess the artificial growth, could you call it, from from cheap money and low yeah. interest rates. And yeah. So we're identifying areas that have uh, demand for property beyond affordability beyond it being cheap to buy there yeah yeah i mean i i think that uh personally adelaide is is one of the best bang for your buck places to go and start a family and things like that it's it's an amazing beautiful beautiful place to visit um if if you still yet to go there yeah if you haven't been go there it is beautiful that the especially the wine country is absolutely but even adelaide it's so easy to drive around and i think if you just had a if you were uh you know freshly married and about to start you know on the you know 2.3 kids and a labrador and a station wagon adelaide amazing bang for your buck um you know uh, an area but um from an investment property point of view, yeah, I, I agree with you then as well. It just is – there are places with better fundamentals than yep. it as well, but it's it's not casting a shadow over it's a terrible place at all. No, I've got lots of great friends in Adelaide. We're looking at a business. We're looking at a business model here, aren't we, when we're interrogating all of these numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately we've had a we've had a slowdown in construction over yep. the last couple of years yep. nation nationwide. Um, for various different reasons. Certainly in southeast Queensland, you know, has been recovering from floods and storms and such like that. And some of that workforce going into repairing the the towns and the, the established houses in the area. And then because of COVID, we saw the the price of materials yeah, go up considerably. Yeah. Does that then play into when we're looking at this, this growth of properties as well? Well, of course, it's back to, as we said before, it's it's that simple supply and demand model. 
if developers aren't aren't building, there's going to be a lack of supply. And with a growing population, I, th- I think we we actually increased our our skilled migrant intake by about twenty thousand people. Yeah, we have this year. Yeah, yeah, we have. So that's another well done, Alba. Yeah, another demand side push with these population forecasts, which are some of the best in the world, alongside a. a decreasing supply that's yeah. the recipe for rising prices it takes time for all those little bits of data to to filter through and yeah. for this even for skilled people to come in and and well, sort of although the, although them. the market's sort of cooled off due to rising rates you can you can see the uh, supply and demand effect on on rents yeah we've seen rents go crazy in, over the past two years and that's due to a lack of supply and an increase in demand. And what I think will happen is as rents increase and property values don't, then you've got yields that are going to start rising. So all yeah. of a sudden you're getting yields at 5 or 6% and investors are finding it, oh, property's lucrative again. Investors are jumping in and there's another demand side. Yeah, and this, this I guess, is the strength of, um, you know, when uh, even – Myself, when I look at the data that you can then bring to me and, and present to us, it's um, a lot of people are then reacting and uh, too late when a, when a market has already literally boomed or, or, or peaked. Yeah. Um, but by using data, we can we can look at a market which is actually showing moving into its growth stage, moving into into potential. Um, as, as I've always joked about, if it's in the Daily Telegraph, it's already happened. Yeah. You've, you've missed You're the market. Late. You've yep. missed the market. So when the, when the media's got it there, and that's often unfortunate when people will be buying into that market, is when it's already actually you've it's it's it, it's at its peak. Yep. It's the same with shares as well. You don't yep. want to you want to you want to buy the shares when they're on their way up, right? Um, and not when they're at their not when they're at their peak. It's yep. it's it's one of the fundamentals. So that was very interesting. Uh, thank you, Johnny, for coming in. Thank you for okay. having me. Uh, got to get you back for more of this stuff as well. Yes. I love the the data stuff that you do. If anybody's got any questions about what we've presented today, you can email us, uh, email me here at Owen at the Clever Investor Podcast. Um, thank you for joining. Thank you once again for having me. I'll see everybody again on next week's edition of the Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders, Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.